<laughs> I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> Baby, so early on in our relationship, what were some things that that you expected from me? What I expected? Yeah. Well, honestly, when I first met you, you were such a poet that I said, my God, this guy is probably romantic out of the movies. And I said, he'd probably tell me what outfit to get and where to, where we're going to eat and uh, think of all, like, celebrate our anniversary every month and Valentine's Day, I'm sure, is going to be blown out of the water. And my expectations were wrong. That's funny. So going into the relationship, you already had a mindset of what a relationship looked like to you. You already had an expectation. Well, I think also past relationships have kind of trained me to be... Um, I don't want to say Amari Carey, but kind of thinking, but it was more superficial, those relationships. Wait, so hold on. You just admitted to being Amari Carey. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I said, <laughs> so past experiences, when it came to the expectation or the, or the, the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. taught me like, Ooh, I'm on a high horse. Oh yes. You get me flowers every week. Ooh, you take me to dinner. So, your expectation was that we were going to have a honeymoon phase early on. I would have guessed that. And also just the way that you were such a poet in the beginning and though your Instagram post, I was like, oh my God, this guy has to be so freaking romantic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I like to get fancy with my words at times. No, yeah. Fa- more fancy with your, yeah. Fancy with your words. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, but from, you know, I think this like a roller coaster comes sort of like it goes high and then it comes low. So there's there's phases in life where I'm riding a lot and there's phases phases in life where I'm not riding at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So give us give us like a little example of some things early on that that failed your expectations that I failed your expectations. Failed my expectations. I was probably one of the romantic thingies. Um, Romanticism. I was the kind of person that would celebrate anniversaries every month and you didn't really think much of them. Although you would celebrate them, but it wasn't like, I was like, oh my God, two months, here's the card, here's the chocolate. Yeah, that's very, that's very true. You're very you're very sweet with that. I remember that. Uh, yeah. We did that for a good bit. Yeah, every month you would get me something sweet, a little gift, a little card saying we made it two months. Can't wait to see what our next month looks like. I love you so much. You love oh, my two life. months, boy, I wasn't saying I love you. No, you weren't. Don't I'm, get just, it I'm just drawing examples here from other, other yeah. notes. Um, but they were very nice. They were handwritten uh very nice folded up with like very nice like some cards had glitter they're always they always came in an envelope you know presentation matters a lot to stuff and or birthdays mm-hmm. that kind of looks very um to me i'm like my, i came from a mom that always loved celebrating holidays like even if it wasn't necessarily a holiday that we celebrate like i don't even know valentine's day she would always go ham on or easter um, although, you know, we were much churchgoers and we didn't know the meaning of what Easter really meant. It was just always celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. An expectation that I, that I had early on with you was the whole text messaging thing. What about the text messages? Early on, remember, we really enjoyed that good morning or that good night message. Mm-hmm. And we still do. And yeah. we still do. Especially the good morning one. You don't always make it to good night anymore. No, I just, I just die. <laughs> so so early on early on we would have you know great days and we would maybe we have a little conversation on the phone for like 10 minutes 20 minutes maybe that and at, the, at night or in the morning i would i'm usually the one that's first up so mm-hmm. steph expected 
that of me. Naturally, because I was up early, so she assumed and expected that I was going to be the first one reaching out. And lo and behold, I got tired of it at times. Most of the time I would do it, but sometimes I would just get tired. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for her to do it. Because now I want to see if my... See, now I'm, I was putting myself up in a, in a corner because I was expecting you to text me during that day. Uh-huh. And there was days that you wouldn't even text me till like the well, evening. Because I, I would be a stubborn biatch. And I would be like, oh, he think he's slick today. He's not going to send me a good morning text. I'm like, you know what? I ain't going to text him at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I and I literally wouldn't text him at all. And then I would receive a text from him being like, yo, are you alive? Are you going to say good morning to me? Yeah. Yeah. And generally, I was just like, you know what? Yeah. I think I deserve a good morning text. Yeah. So I'm going to hold off. You don't even text off. me good morning. You don't call me good morning. You don't text me good night. And that's, that's when like, you would open Pandora's box. And I'm like, oh, shit. We would get into some serious arguments about that. We would. I we, mean, it lasted for a while. I think also because we never, in the beginning, we never spoke about the expectations of what a good morning text meant to you, what it meant to me. Obviously, like for, <laughs> for some things we're very aligned in and like we have very commonalities. And then other things is like something that you would care about is like odds are I don't really care about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this was one of those things that we were just like, hey, you love good morning texts and so do I. Oh, you don't want to send one? Neither will I. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think one of the things that gets wrapped up into expectations is pride. Mm-hmm. It's oh, I expect for you to message me. We'd be super prideful. Yeah, and that would get in the way. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you guys, pride is a nasty, nasty. thing. Yeah, because it just gets in the way of you. Or how about uh, after we would have an argument, it would be like, hey, we would have these talks. Be like. You know, let's reach out to each other in two hours, you know, and then we'll just turn this around, okay? And then the two hours would turn into like a day and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, so we would have, we would get really annoyed with each other or really mad. And mom would storm off. And it would either be between him or me. Yeah, and we would, my natural reaction was to shut down. Mm-hmm. I would shut down and my emotions are high. And I know at that point I'm not thinking clearly. I'm not thinking level-headed. I'm just going to remove myself Savage. from this conversation. And Steph wanted to address it right then and there. So long story short, I would just flee um i think it's the girl it's the girl standpoint of like we're gonna fix this tonight we're gonna talk about it let's talk about it let's you know find the finishing point and then after pressing 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 because i know my ass is gonna be like grilling you like a panini uh and then you're over here like being like oh god too much overload overload you're like a computer about to burst (laughs) and then before you know it one of us has left we're both hurt we're both feeling angry that's no possible way to like kind of continue forward. So yeah. we kind of have these talks being like, Hey, from two hours or tomorrow morning, let's talk. And those, sometimes we wouldn't contact each other for like almost three days, four days. Yeah. And We've I, gone that far. I think even until like year three or year two and a half, we would still go, you know, a day and a Solid. half, two, three days without talking. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, again, it, I think it's one of those things where you're expecting for me to reach out. Or I'm expecting for you to reach out. And yeah. I remember I, th- me thinking back to those moments. I'm just like, if this means something to her, she's going to reach out to me. I would think the same. I'd and be like, he's the man. He's going to be He's gonna be a man. He's going to Superman his way over here. 
<laughs> shit up. And it would happen. Don't get me. Don't get us wrong. We would do that from time to time. I remember Steph would sometimes visit me when I was working that nine to five. Ooh, she, Lord. she took that hour and a half, two hour drive. The one just, time. Just to see me and clear it up and see what was going on. Yeah. And, you know, there was times where I did the same. And I remember early on, I drove to your parents' house when you were still Halloween. living. When you were still living there. And I yeah. said, keep up this shit. And we're not going to be together. It was after Halloween. We got into an argument before Halloween. We were supposed to be Sandy and what the hell was the guy's name? John Travolta. John Travolta, yeah. I forget his name in the movie. Um, You can tell how much we watched Grease. <laughs> uh, so we were supposed to be a couple. We ended up getting into an argument. I ended up going to the club without him. And he found out. I went in a, in a scandalous outfit, which was not right of me. And uh, the following morning, he saw the pictures and whatnot. And he was like, at this point... We're very still early on in our dating. I'm giving him the silent treatment. I'm like, you know what? I ain't putting up with his shit. Long and behold, he shows up to my parents' house. And it was Valerie that saw you. I was Uh, like, oh my God, Sebastian's here. Valerie's a Stephanie's sister. Yeah. She's like, Sebastian's here. And I'm like, are you shitting me? I was like, he had just texted me like maybe 20 minutes ago. And I was like, hey, can we talk? And I didn't respond to him. Yeah. Long and behold, I go out to the car and I'm like, you need to leave. My dad does not know about you. You need to get the hell out of here. Mm Mm-hmm yeah yeah and again it's one of those things where pride just gets in the way of our expectations Mm -hmm. and you know it's you're 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 more or less setting yourself up for failure where you're setting yourself up for um for somebody to meet a certain need for you personally Mm -hmm. and when they don't you're disappointed so expectations don't really don't really help anything i think when it comes down to the fact of what does expectation mean when you first start out a relationship like you know given at what moment in your life that means and how much i guess self-reflection you have done the expectation of you guys talking about what does expectation mean in a relationship doesn't always come by us talking about it it comes by us experiencing it yeah and and that's what happened with you and i we never really had a sit down talk and be like hey you know this is what this looks like to me i kind of have an idea of like you know this is how it react it's kind of like you learn as you go Mm -hmm. um and i think the more that you enter in a mature relationship you're be you are able to go ahead and sit down and have those talks but if you're not at the mental capacity or maturity to go ahead and be like hey, you know, these are my expectations or this is kind of like, you know, what I'm aiming for, then nobody, you're not going to be able to know what that means. Yeah, yeah. And and that's very true, especially you've been single for a long time mm-hmm. um, because you're, you're so used to dealing with your own head and your own self and you don't have anything to expect from yourself because mm-hmm. you, that's just who you it's are. It's on your time. But when you involve somebody else there is going to be a, a steep learning curve to learn the other person and to learn how this person argues with you to mm-hmm. see if they shut down and they run away. And then you go like, Oh crap. Now I got to figure out how to like maneuver it, bring them, bring them back from their, from their tree. Mm-hmm. Um, or to see how this person communicates. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors that play in this, but you're absolutely right. You got to figure it out as you go mm-hmm. and you got to have these tough conversations and these tough conversations hurt mm-hmm. and they're painful and you might cry or you might, you might need um, a few hours to it's walk it off. I call it growing pains. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I think just one of the things when we first early on, on, on one thing was podcast one or two, we talked about how hard it is to be, like relationships take work and i think it's a thing that we hear a lot but 
it's just like think about like when you work out or when you do like heavy lifting mm -hmm. it it's painful it's a painful lift i wouldn't know much about that <laughs> well you know when you when you run and you wake up really sore the next yeah. day or you are you're feeling lightheaded it's hard it's hard on the body so now imagine doing that for for you know years mm -hmm. it's it does get better but it's not meant to be easy so without getting too too distracted from the expectation aspect of it like another thing we faced was marriage mm -hmm. you had a different expectation than i did yep um earlier when we were dating well i think it's also because when we had first started going out um and sebastian asked me to be his girlfriend he goes ahead and he says at like the place that he asked me he said i ain't fucking around i'm looking for a wife and i said "Ooh, shit we're serious and so in my head i had had hey like you know, he's, he's looking for his wife. This is serious. Um, and then I had in return had told him, I said, honestly, like, I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm dilly dallying for years. I want to get married. Like, you know, I want to be considered serious within two years. And that, <laughs> yeah, she said the bar high real quick. Yeah. But you were saying I wasn't, you weren't fucking around. So I was like, well, neither am I good, good news. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things it was like, your your definition of not fucking around and my definition of not fucking around just simply meant mine meant loyalty i'm like i'm gonna be loyal to you that's it <laughs> and you were well, thinking like, we never told that straight out <laughs> and so when not even like not even a year and a half in like no it was about a year and a half in. i think it was because i had never brought up marriage like our first round of dating this was almost after our breakup after we've rekindled after we were together for a little bit that I was like, Hey, like, do you think of marriage? Cause like our talks would personally, not personally be like, Hey, our, when do you, when would you like to get married? Or like we had a timeline and we would not talk about marriage. And that's the thing. It's like your expectation of it was like, you had a deadline, you had two years, you were date. And after those two years, we would get married. Mm -hmm. That's your expectation. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, well, honey, we got to go. We got to discover each other. We got to get to know each other better. We got to work through our, through our difficulties. And that takes time. Like, I don't think you can put a, you can pinpoint a, a time frame on that. I think mm -hmm. that's just unrealistic. So that was my expectation of marriage. And, and that caused a lot of hardship between us. Yep. That caused a lot of division. Because well, I think when you come, when you're a lady and I have already been independent for a little bit here, I've been dating you for a while. But I just, I'll, all I ever wanted to hear throughout our dating process was, hey, I want to marry you. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm serious about you. And you would just be like, well, we need to, it would just, you would just dilly dally a lot. Oh, well, we need to go through these phases. And it was like always this fussed up. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? <laughs> and then I'm like, I, like, as far as I know, you know, we're, we're still very committed in this relationship. That's why that, that part of our relationship would really confuse me because there was no conversation about marriage. There was no, Hey, in five year plan or anything like that. It would just, it was very open-ended and I'd be like, Hey, you know, I'm really struggling. Like as you know, time came I'd say this year when people are really pressing, like, you know, that one guy was like, Hey, do you guys plan on getting married? And it infuriated me because I'm like, everybody else sees this, but you don't see it. And that's the thing. It's, and we, we can talk about this all day. Mm -hmm. And it was a matter of one, knowing that I feel like I do see life with you. Mm -hmm. And we did talk about that. And I did say, yes, I do see a life with you. Yeah. But I was like, what does that mean? 
Are you trying to play? What does it mean? It means literally <laughs> that. Like, there's only one life. If I had multiple lives, then you can say, question, well, which life is it? This one or the next one? <laughs> but honey, we only got one life. So I would tell you, and in this life, in our lifetime, I see my life with you. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty direct and pretty honest. But you needed to hear I want to marry you. Marriage. That yeah. was your expectation. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, and but that's a tricky one because that that's something that's. I think like, plenty of women could connect to this with their men, whether or not, you know, you're waiting or you're personally just believing the tradition that your man is the one that asks you for marriage, and maybe it's not a topic that you've you've come across, or maybe you are waiting for it and it just hasn't happened. I think I was finding myself aligned. I'm gonna be thirty. I've been with this guy for it's gonna be th- for about four years. And I'm like, we're not headed towards marriage. It seemed like we weren't. And you were more on the surprise factor. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to marry her when I'm going to marry her. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, my mom technically asked my dad to marry him, marry her. That wasn't going to happen over here. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, the, so yes, there, there's one part where I wanted to keep it suspenseful and I wanted to just have it be a surprise. Mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful. Why not? A little element of, you know, yeah, spontaneity. As the girl, girl being on my side, it's like, oh, I just want to, like, maybe you see me. I remember I would ask him, I'd be like, you know, do you see me as your wife? Like, can you picture our life together? Can you see me as a mother of your babies? And I would say, yeah. Yeah, but I was course. like, the dots weren't aligning. The dots were aligned. I just think you wanted to hear, you wanted a ring in your finger to solidify, to solidify our relationship. Solidify solidify our relationship that's what was missing from you Mm -hmm. because you felt like there was some sort of insecurity in there that was not fully tying the knot and maybe in in a way i thought you were gonna play house and i'm like there's no way in hell i'm playing house i'm not moving in with you or doing anything but we both told each other we weren't gonna move in until we're married Mm -hmm. so what was the issue box being (laughs) in your later 20s is the issue the point being is that there, there, there are magnitudes of expectations from very minim, minimal to very severe, mm-hmm. and I think the the marriage one was was more of like on the high important one where where you had a certain expectation of it and I had a certain expectation, but that that end goal was still the same. Absolutely, it was still yeah. the same, and, and you know we we got past it. But what was another what was another thing that you expected something of me? Another I expected example expected of you. Mm-hmm. Here I'll tell you what you're thinking: physical affection. And this can tie to love languages, but <laughs> but early on, Steph was very. Um, she wasn't as sweet with her with her with her hands or or her <laughs> just her physical affection. So I, I'm a sucker for like caresses and you know simple things like that. And it took Steph. I will give Steph a lot of props because she came a long way. I remember last summer when we broke up. You know, you two I, summers ago. Mm-hmm. When when you when I we had that conversation, I told you I ex- I expect for my woman to be physically affectionate with me, and you learned that. Mm-hmm. You totally learned that. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I think also coming from my standpoint was like I have always not that I've been dry. I'm just I didn't come from a family that's and all my little yeah but that's how you were with your dogs though you didn't have problems showing that to your dogs well but you're not my dog and i don't have ownership over you then why do you call me you're my dog <laughs> i say big dog dog <laughs> <laughs> now what people are gonna think that's a freaking name I, no what? that's more of a name of joke 
Um, so I guess not having that with you or not understanding what that was to do that to a physical person, it's, and you having that your whole childhood where you've always been like, oh, a little crest over. Ooh, I can imagine papi chulo it up. And here comes, you know, I'm a little bit more aggressive with my mouth and I'm dry with my touch. It was, it was pretty rocky in the beginning. Yeah. And it, it definitely is one of those things that you just raised depending on your family mm-hmm. or your household. Some people are just sweeter with their words. Some people are just sweeter with their, you know, with their body their language. Touches, yeah. um, we, I come from a very physical aspect of it. But, you know, it's interesting because my mom wasn't necessarily the most physical early on. Mm-hmm. It's only after, like, I was in my teens that she became more affectionate. But my dad was always generally an affectionate guy. So I've always longed for that because that was what that was what I was brought up with. So I had the expectation. And this was a mistake on my end of not really telling you that early on because I remember we had we had fights. And they were silly, immature fights because I was like, I don't know if I want to be with you because you're not affectionate. That was Those were our fights. Yeah. And we're telling you that. Yep. And, you, and you were your defense was, well, I can learn. And yeah, well, because at the end of the day, I'm like, if, if it comes down to, okay, we're that was that's the most detrimental thing to you of course that is something that i can learn over time that's not like one thing that i pick up overnight i'm like oh hey let me like literally beforehand he would be like hey could you scratch my back hey could you touch my knees hey hey could you just pat my butt it's like wait what i never said (laughs) i know i just i just (laughs) (laughs) i just added that in there yeah yeah but it was literally like you would be my coach and kind of be like oh okay until it literally becomes normal because for me at the end of the day would that be a deciding factor whether we're not going to be together or not no so here's here's the caveat is that you expected the same thing from me for you to be physically affectionate you love affection yeah but it's not something that i ever knew i loved before you (laughs) Oh really? Yeah, because beforehand hmm. it would be I would have to like literally get coaxed in to give a hug. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So I think this is this is also fascinating that that just because you think you're not compatible with somebody because your expectations are not aligned mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't learn those things. Mm-hmm. You can learn those qualities. I think when you you know look at your objective of what your ideal person looks like or some qualities that they have to have, you need to have some deal breakers and you need to have some ones that you have to be flexible on. And for me, affection was one of those things where you have like that's not a make it or break it. Yeah. What what about? This is interesting. Let's talk about the future. What are some expectations that you have for me as a husband? We talked about this. You're making breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Get with it. All right. I'm making breakfast and you're making dinner. What else? Uh, to me, that's like the only thing that I I literally have in my... I mean, and well, that well, you scrub a toilet. What about kids? What about kids? Like, who's going to take... We don't the- have kids, though, so I can't go ahead and be like... Okay, fair enough. We're, we I mean, can't. we've talked about, like, you know, when it comes down to the future, and if you are the main breadwinner, you know, that I would possibly stay be a stay-at-home mom, as well, well as working weddings on the side. Correct, correct. And I think we can make both of those happen, but mm-hmm. I think expectations of, like, what's a husband duty or what's a wifey duty, it's like... I think that's customizable to us. Yeah, because I could see myself doing basically anything and everything mine is breastfeeding that's <laughs> oh god yeah. that's one thing I, I don't really see i don't really see happening but but in i would say in the beginning of your relationship you kind of had the expectation that there was supposed to be a honeymoon phase wouldn't you say so i expected that if the relationship was not smooth in the beginning then it was being forced mm-hmm. that was the expectation that i that i was sort of brought up 
brought up with by either with which is girlfriends from my past or from so things you had a I read phase in all your relationships <clears throat> i say for the most part well surprise i say for the most part and that's what's interesting about our relationship is we in the first year was terrible <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a lot of growing pains but we still enjoyed each other's company so much i think that was uh that was the beautiful blessing about the relationship is we were aligned fundamentally to the very very to the t yeah fundamentally like with morales and values mm -hmm. but when it came to all these other things and you know expectations and assumptions and whatever it went to hell it was tough it was tough and we sort of had to work through it and and we have we've come a long way in that now i feel like we're reaching we've reached our honeymoon our phase. honeymoon phase isn't that crazy i think that's i think that's great i think that's a, that's a beautiful yeah, but at thing at the time you didn't think it was great i remember you would be like mm, i don't know if i can continue this is so hard <laughs> this isn't supposed to be so hard and i'd be like oh you know what relationships are work and that was what's good yeah and I, I had no idea relationships were worth so much work that was my expectation expectation was simply that relationship is if, if it's causing you too much work then it, it's not the relationship for you i think there's a fine line definition of between what is good work and what is bad work so like obviously you know if your person is toxic detrimental to you but then there's an there's another side of work that is good work for you. Someone that pushes your limits, someone that challenges you for the better. Um, that kind of just really could really elevate you and your relationship together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you sort of have to give it, give and take a lot of give and yeah, take. You have to really take the time to kind of figure that out. I mean, obviously if you're going home crying every night and you know, it's a, a toxic thing. Um, and you know what toxic means to you. Uh, then obviously it's not good for you. But if it's a person that is literally just wanting for you to be better and looking for the best in you and to just kind of elevate that, I think that is mm -hmm. something that you have to sacrifice and explore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another thing that's interesting is do, do you young couples now expect to combine finances or have separate accounts? Ooh. You know, it's yeah. it's such a it's such an interesting thing because there's a lot of couples out there that that don't and but the, the thing is is that not every couple out there is getting married either mm -hmm. so it's like do you expect to get married or do you expect to just like you said play house yeah and move in and and go from there so those are those are well, important well, things which too. is also nothing wrong in playing house especially if you two are aligned on the fact that you don't want to get a marriage or you believe marriage is just a paper or whatever the case is but my definition of playing house was i i knew i wanted to be a wife i know i want to be i knew i wanted to be married therefore i wasn't going to go ahead and contribute to a role that was not for me what about what about expecting expecting for me to for you expecting me excuse me for me expecting <laughs> you to always like dress up or always have makeup on or always have your hair done do you think that's you do you think that people have okay. that expectation sometimes I think, yeah definitely you don't want your lady to look let go but then also a, a woman is a natural human being so whether i decide to dress like a raggedy ann one day and then the next day i want to be pressed to kill that's my choice you're there to just go with it <laughs> what i'm saying is that is it is it safe to expect and see here's the here's okay, the whole go ahead if you're a middle-aged uh little creep that likes to be with a little young thing that's getting ready all the time okay yeah then you can have those expectations but you know what you ain't i think a good way of bringing this together to an expectation is do you think that husbands and wives should expect their partners their significant others to always stay at 100 percent no that's not real that's not reality 
and that's because of just general life general life journeys whether it's having kids or whether you're you're working a lot to maintain your kids or whether you're you know whatever you're doing you know but then you got crazy people out here who are waking up at four o'clock in the morning and they're working out and they're doing this and they're working and then they give their they give their kids this much time and then their schedule is tight mm-hmm. you know i'm sure that comes with this with this con but that's for self that isn't as a couple typically mm-hmm. if someone wakes up at 4 a.m it's because usually that person wants to not because they don't want they want to as a couple yeah you have couples that love to work out together whatever the case is or they find those commonalities but usually you do that for yourself yeah you do you do that for yourself because yeah. you want to maintain yourself but what but i think here's the interesting thing is if you maintain yourself just your general well-being not even health just generally speaking it's good it's good for your, it's good for the relationship because you're staying sharp and you're not letting your yourself get into like depression or or just bad yeah but bad you could thinking. fall into that regardless yes baby you can yeah you can so but it doesn't matter sometimes like you can be that person that goes ahead and wakes up at 6 a.m goes works out has a good job has a good wife has good kids but you know what there's going to come a point in time time in your lifetime that will go ahead and rock that for you so you have to go ahead with the wave. Correct. But again, there, what I'm talking about is what what's in your control. Okay. You're mentioning outside circumstances. Outside well, circumstances. That's going to go ahead and affect you. Yes. Yeah. But if there are external circumstances that aren't affecting you, then typically speaking, I'm expecting that I'm going to take care of myself. Because I know I can, because I have control of all the, all X, Y, and Z. But then, what did you say about your expectations for other people, like in a relationship? You answered it. You said no. No, but you didn't answer it. No, because huh. it's unrealistic. And the whole the whole caveat of this whole conversation is that having expectations sets you up for failure. Mm-hmm. And on that, we let you go. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Who's worked up? Who's worked up? <laughs> I'm worked up. Why are you so worked up? Because you irritate me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> this is juicy. This is a juicy conversation. Oh, God. Hey, guys. If you guys have any um, any <laughs> feedback, any anything you could do to help us grow in other categories or anything, let us know. Or any questions we that you may have. We would appreciate it. Yeah. And again, we do this with love and care. If Steph or I get a little upset or annoyed, it's natural. <laughs> it's part of our relationship. We want to, we want to share that with you guys. So that's the whole point of being vulnerable and Our open with each other. Yeah. But I, I love her. I love you, baby. I love you too. N- no harm feelings, you know. Oh. Um, and this just shows you a little insight into what it is to be in a relationship. Yeah. It's not always easy, but it's fun. It's worth it. It's worth it. It is. <laughs> it is. All right, we hope you have a good week, weekend, and enjoy. Bye.